0: The spinster life podcast welcome to the spinster life podcast the podcast about what it's really like to be a single woman we dive deep into the spinster experience by learning more about spinsters of the past as well as revealing our personal experiences as child-free single women i'm amy i'm eva and this is our one year anniversary happy anniversary eva happy anniversary amy
1: how many episodes is that what did we do
0: by we, I mean, what did you do? We've done 14 episodes. Wow. it's more than 12. That is more than 12. We've done less than 20, but more than 12 episodes. Okay, Wow. Yeah. So do you remember how like the podcast really started? Like the first like gasp of the podcast? I feel like I might've been high and I was like,
1: I don't know that I said anything about a podcast. I just said something maybe about the spinster life. Or Spinster Life or something. You did. That's all I remember. And
0: then we took it and ran with it, like we do. Like, and this probably- isn't nice- Well, I mean, we've had a number of ideas for projects, podcasts, movies, et cetera, yes. et cetera. And, you know, some of them our follow-through wasn't great. That's true. Because sometimes ideas are great ideas, but they're not great projects. But this one, it just really struck a nerve. I hadn't really been thinking about making a choice to be single and not date. Right. But it just resonated. It just made sense. It was like, oh yeah, I haven't been doing it on purpose, but like I've been living the spinster life. I've not been dating. I've been a single lady living my life and it's, it's been pretty good. I think
1: maybe you hadn't recognized it as a choice, but It was, you weren't still out there. Yeah.
0: But I also wasn't concerned about it. And I think that's just a definite change for me from being someone who dated like it was a job to someone who dated like it was an annoying chore, like cleaning out that one closet that is full of crap. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just don't do it because it's an annoying chore and you just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Until what one chores day. are not annoying well, One me? I'm thinking of That's how I think things that are, I'm thinking some chores are kind of non-negotiable. Okay. Like you have to clean the kitchen floor. You have to, you know, at some point you have to, you have to. I feel like to, you're being a little pointed. You have to scrub the tub. You have to, it has to happen at some point. It might not be every day, but you have to do it at some point. Where I they, clearly
1: don't agree with anything you're like, saying.
0: That closet Yeah. You can, you know, you can just keep putting stuff in the closet and just not dealing with it. And I guess also that was dealing with the stuff in the closet and saying, I don't want any of this anymore. Yes. And bringing it all to Goodwill. So many metaphors.
1: So many metaphors.
0: (laughs) So that was, that was its inception. Like a lot of things, an inside joke that took on a life of its own.
1: Yeah, I really didn't expect either of us to do anything with it because we never do. And then you did. You've taken many directions with it.
0: I have. Yeah. For I sure. I just kind of all of the things that I've always wanted to do. A global pandemic can do wonderful things if it doesn't kill you. It can give you the time and the space to yeah. do the projects that you've always had on your to-do list. And just like the technical side of it. Like you've learned a lot of technical stuff. I have. It's crazy. I have. We've tried to start a podcast before. We did? And, yeah, oh, we, we did. did. We did. Yeah, we have. It was about dating. Oh, swipe left, swipe right? Yeah. I still get them confused. Clearly. Oh, of course, of Clearly course I'm not dating. Do. Yes, of course we do because we're not dating. We're not <laughs> actively on apps swiping either direction. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a long time ago. The tech side of it was really intimidating. We both were working full-time jobs. Yes. I don't think that at the time like we had any thought that we were going to turn it into a career. It was just like a thing to do. This should be fun, yeah. A lot of people do podcasts, yeah. It wasn't everyone then; it was a lot of people. No, but it's it wasn't. Just everyone. Now it's just everyone. It's literally everyone. Now everyone's doing podcasts, and there are
1: movies about podcasts
0: and shows about podcasts, and yeah. I mean, which is I guess why we had to do a podcast because we have to be like everyone else. It's true. That's
1: true. <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, I actually don't know what's out there in terms of other people who are talking about being spinsters, single women, whatever you want
0: to call it, because I only listen to murder podcasts, but (laughs) there is not, there is not a saturation in the market of podcasts about being a single woman that aren't about dating or that aren't about lamenting being a single woman.
1: We're pretty good about not lamenting. I don't really feel interested or compelled to lament. No.
0: No. And I think that's another reason that I wanted to run with it and continue doing it is that there isn't content in this vein, I shouldn't say there's no content, there is content, but it's just not, there aren't a lot of people who are taking this approach yeah. to being single. It's usually dating or find your person or like, oh, I'm single and it's the worst kind of commiseration and not being proud of being single, being happy, being single, encouraging others to embrace and being it's just single. like not
1: being a thing. Like, are you married or are you single? Like. Those should just have equal weight.
0: Right. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's just, are you brunette? Are you blonde? Are you... Right.
0: It's a fact about lactose you. Lactose intolerance. Yes. And not, not? and not a judgment or it right. doesn't reflect on you in any whatever. way. It's just, it is what you are, is where you are in your life. And not even to be happy, because I think the word happy is thrown around. To just be content in it, because we're all going to be single at some point. Yeah. There's
1: women out there that I'm sure or are, are joyously alone, I feel like we should stop saying single because it feels like the word or the term is like defined by being not something. Yeah. Whereas like alone, even though I know it still has a weird connotation, it feels less tied to right. pairing. Yeah. I don't know. Point being, yes, there are people out there who are joyously alone or joyously single. This
0: is different. As- for me, especially, this is a very different outlook because I used to buy into that. You have to be married. It says something about you to be married. It says something about your social status to be married. It's a thing that you need to do. Right. And to just finally embrace that. It doesn't it doesn't have to be. Not at all. And it's funny
1: because I feel like in my life, I've known a decent amount of older women who are um, single or alone because either they're you know, divorce or their spouses have passed or blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, they're fucking living it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, my Nana's really good at that. She's always over at her friend's house or going out to dinner or, you know, going to see these plays or going on a yoga retreat. Or she's very cool and she's 85.
0: I mean, being retired also
1: kind of sounds awesome. Like yeah. I think that's, that's a lot of that. <laughs> your jo- what's your job for the next 20 years? Spend money. But it is that kind of thing where I don't feel like anyone looks at a 65 year old and is like, why aren't you dating? Aren't you getting married? You know, like, well, nobody wants you because you're old. But <laughs> I was,
0: yes, but I think there's, I think there's a lot of that of right. like the value of women being tied to their yeah. age and turning forty in the process of doing this podcast. I think there's also a lot of examining of that yeah. of uh, just my internal monologue and my internal misogyny and internal views around age and being, you know, being a young, yeah, fertile, sexy thing and Having value tied to that instead of just, like, I'm a much less insufferable person now. I'm less obnoxious to myself and to others. I have more to offer everybody in my life. I have more to offer a potential partner. Which is funny now that I'm, like, actually sort of maybe capable of being a good partner. I don't want it. Yeah. I shouldn't say I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't feel like it's the thing that's going to complete me. Right.
1: Bef- it's not on before- your like list of things you must check off or the things that you're trying to like, yes. get to come into your life.
0: Where before it felt like once I reach that goal, I have arrived. And just to know that that's not the way it is. That's not the way it has to be. That's not the way you should have ever thought about anything. We've had some learning things. We've had this some learning. This year. And we've also learned a lot about women's history. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. We talked about Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Susan B. Anthony. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was married with six children. But was like super good friends with her? Super good friends, yes. Okay, whatever. So we did did talk about their friendship (laughs) a lot, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, We talked about Lizzie Borden, Mm because it was fun and spooky. Yes. And it itched our true crime sweet spot. Yes. And some more murderesses. We should do some more murderesses. Yes. Because we are ghouls. Or
1: we could have a second podcast called Murderess of the Best, to Murderesses of the Best. <laughs> we'll, we'll work I'll, on I'll that. I'll work on we'll it. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll, yeah we'll, we'll shape that a little bit. <laughs> um, we did an episode on Mindy Kaling, who maybe isn't historical, but mm. she is a public figure. That was one of our most well-received episodes. Oh, cool. So we should talk a lot more about single moms by choice. That is one reason that women do get married. Yeah is to have a family. And don't get me wrong, if I really wanted children, I'd want to be married too. It's a lot of work. I would want a partner. I would want someone else who is legally <laughs> responsible for the children.
1: I would want someone else who shares in the responsibilities. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that getting married gives you that. <laughs>
0: that's very true. That person who helps you with your child and your family doesn't have to be You can person. pay them. and You can pay them. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way for women to go if what's holding them back from what they really want, a family, yeah. is finding a partner. Well, you say all the
1: time, like, you don't and you shouldn't wait to do the things you want in your life. You shouldn't. Because you're not married or you don't have a partner or whatever. Right. And that should Especially, include children and that should include
0: right. you know, we, buying
1: a house, That should whatever it is yeah. you want to.
0: Like, we're child-free, but I definitely want to encourage women yes. that want families to have them. And even people that help single moms do that—fertility clinics, <laughs> yep. adoption services. Yep. I guess because there's more than one way to make a baby. Well, I guess yeah, and like is there's it only more... the one way, really. But like, there's more than one way for a child to come into your life.
1: Yes, because it's
0: it's always going to be the the. I egg, mean, but you, you, I mean, you can.
1: But you don't have to make it in a body. You don't have to make it. You in don't, a don't have a body. To, you know, yeah.
0: right? You don't have to fertilize in a body. You still have to grow it in a body, but grow it. <laughs> this is we're a, child free. We're child free. And this is one reason I'm child free. Um, <laughs> I was really glad to give a, a platform and a voice to that. Mm. That is that is kind of that's going to be an evergreen topic around here. I think. Is, oh yeah, single moms by choice, and you know I admire the the fuck out of and what about single, single moms, single moms by, choice? by not by choice. not choice too? Absolutely, absolutely. We also talked about another child free public figure. I guess she is slightly historical, because she has passed on. Octavia Butler. Yes. And she's blowing up. She is blowing up. Yeah. We're going to see mean, a lot of her, yeah, her projects let, come to- Right. Turn into- films, Filmed entertainment. Yes. Yep. Which, you know what? Anything it takes to get it into the hands of the public at large, to know who she is- Yeah. And to to experience her work, She's sort of a genius- Yeah. And she also, like, was she a time traveler? Could she predict the future? Did she just see the way human beings were behaving and was like, oh, probably more of that's going to happen? And here are what I think are going to be the cons. What is she saying about (laughs) 2024? Just kidding. I don't want to. I don't. (laughs) I don't. I mean, she was not the first person to originate the phrase, make America great again, but she did use it as the political slogan of a very Trump like candidate for president. I want to read books. that and I don't. <laughs> right? That is... I, think I will I, read it if Cheryl Stray tells me I have <laughs> to. <laughs> I've read a lot in the, the parable books. Those are some of the ones that I haven't gotten to yet. Partially because they're very hard to get at the library because a lot of people must be reading Octavia Butler. Oh, okay. Which, which yeah. is good. But yeah. also then, I can't say that I've read... Read the parable books yet. We still have to go on our Octavia day. The re- only reason I haven't suggested it yet is because the Huntington gardens, the tea room has been closed and that was part of the plan. Yeah, I'm not going unless there's tea. Yeah. I don't really like no, tea, I know. but I'm not going unless there's Right. Unless, unless I get to go to a tea room. Yeah. Right. That was part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We're, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, pe- well, petty force or we'll, however
1: you say it. Petty force. Petty force.
0: Yeah. I want some of that. <laughs> well, that's and that's why we're going to get some. To Better eat. not be a fucking cucumber sandwich on my <laughs> plate. <laughs> I hate cucumbers. Well, uh, I'll I'll eat those. Okay. I'll eat those right. for you.
1: I just oh, I'll have to smell them. You can sit at a different table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't even gluten. I shouldn't be eating them in the first place. Well, you know. But when we visit the library to read Octavia's notes in person, and we go visit the Octavia lab, yes, in the library downtown, so we even get her old library fix.
1: I love old, oh, they smell so good. (laughs) I just love, I love libraries. That's, you know what, that's going to be part of this year. Is more libraries? More libraries, like. Like beautiful historic libraries. Yeah, like, okay, today is going to be like, you know, an afternoon of reading. I don't need to do it in my living room. I'm going to go, whatever. I mean, the main, the central branch downtown is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Gina is gorgeous.
0: You have options. So many. There are some other like local branches too that are historic. So yeah, we've actually we've discussed a lot of contemporary spinsters. So maybe that's a goal for the next season is more historical spinsters. Go back. Go back. Go back in history. Because we also talked about Elena Kagan, the only Supreme Court justice who has never been married. Okay. And in that episode, you know, we got a lot into the speculation on her sexuality. Because obviously if a woman Has never been married to a man. Has never been linked romantically to a man. She must be a lesbian. She must be a lesbian. That's the only. And you know what? And she might be, but also it's none of our fucking business. And And then we also discussed Stacey Abrams. Uh, Many talents. So many talents. A ridiculous number of talents. We had some guests. We did have some guests. Do you want to talk about our guests? Yes. Because I think they added a lot to the show. Our first guest was my lovely friend Lesan. Yes. Who is a, a Russian. She is not a spinster. She is a divorcee. But she talked to us a little bit about spinsters in Russia. She talked to us a little bit about that because there really aren't many spinsters of note in Russia. At some point, it definitely was verboten to be a spinster. And they would ship you off to a convent because obviously there's something wrong with you. And they didn't <laughs> want to deal with you if you weren't a married woman. You're now married to God. <laughs> uh and uh, we got into a great discussion about the role of women. Yeah, just in, in the household. So, like, women are not only going to work, doing a full time job there, they're coming home and they're doing a full time job around the house. Yes. And how housework is still gendered. Somehow, there are still men's work and women's work. I think that's the case in America, too. I mean, growing
1: up, that was how it was in my house, you know. If my dad, like, oh god, yeah, vacuumed a two foot by two foot square, he wanted a cookie in a parade. So,
0: my mom would actually kind of in- reinforce this because, like, if my dad would do something around the house, of course he was gonna do it wrong, oh. and then she was gonna get mad at him, and then she'd, and have, then to redo she'd have to redo it, it. yeah, it and was then like he a would, control thing, and then he would never do it again, yeah. because and when she, she just then gets-
1: bitched that he never help- helped, women, women ladies right.
0: stop it's saying
1: not, it's not help he helps a lot with the kids he helps a lot with housework oh,
0: he babysits <sighs> no they're not it's not babysitting <sighs> if it's your kids yeah no
1: no stop saying stop helps. saying that yeah your children can help you around the
0: house right but your if, spouse if say your
1: spouse just does it he or it's, she is not fucking helping just you
0: contributes to the household oh god yeah yeah no and then we talked to Emma, Millennial Emma on Instagram. Yes. She's writing a book about child free women. Well, the overlap is unmarried women. And she definitely does make a point of talking about women being child free. A lot of her posts are about specific women. So she'll talk about them on milestones like the day they died or their birthday or some holiday that relates to what they do. And she always makes a point of, you know, talking about this woman's marital status and doing a lot of what we do, talking about the fact that women don't have to conform to the standards of you get married and you have the kids and then your life is fulfilled about women who didn't buy into that narrative and didn't do it. And they still had amazing lives that were fulfilling and they did historical things. They did things that impacted our lives. They impacted women's history. They impacted history. She told us a lot more about the child-free movement because I don't know if before we had her on we identified as child-free or like yeah, even, I mean I didn't really know, used that word
1: yeah it didn't occur to me that it was anything more than a singular choice you know meaning like calling it a movement or or being part of a community or like a
0: yeah sub-societal like, uh, right yeah. Right. A movement. It was an identifiable thing that, like, you can point to, like, I'm not – see, I'm not the only one. This isn't just a weird thing about me. Right. This is a lot of people. This is what a lot of people are choosing. Right.
1: And – And in saying, say, I don't have kids, it's like, if you say, oh, I'm child-free, then it's, like, definitely is – says – it says – it's not just because nobody wants to fuck me.
0: <laughs> right. Or it's or it's not like when so, – okay, so you don't have kids now. When are you going to have right, kids? Right, it, it says I'm not. I have made the decision that I'm not going to have kids, which in some ways it's kind of confrontational. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't going to deal well with that. Yeah. And tell you all of the things that people tell child-free women of like, oh, you'll change your mind. What are you going to do when you get older? Um You'll never know true love until you become a mother. I am a mother. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah, I know. Everybody, right. And I hate that too. Yeah. Um, the, the dog mom thing. I, you know, I'm not going to knock anybody else. For I'm not going to knock it. A dog I, mom, I have,
1: but... I've started to move closer to that path. I don't love <laughs> that I have done that, but
0: yeah. I think it's just, it's kind of the same as with a kid. Like you decided to get a dog and, you should take the best care of that dog that you possibly can yes and yes. i think that's kind of all it is i will say you... when my nana refers
1: to herself as mummy when she's talking to her dogs
0: she, <laughs> she she just got
1: she just got sibling puppies and she did it with her old dog who passed away it, it was it's weird to me
0: that is weird <laughs> that is weird Also, like, oh, so it's like
1: are you british now like, right
0: mummy Also, how does
1: my mother feel about that, where she's standing next to her mother, and my (laughs) nana is talking to her dog, like, and referring herself as mummy. It's got to be weird. It's It's got to be real weird. It's Um, real weird. And yeah,
0: like, have you ever been at the vet or something, and they they refer to you as mom? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're talking to the dog, and they're like, well, here's your mom. Yeah. you're like, what do you think, mom?
1: I think I'm going to a vet that's too expensive. That's what I think. <laughs> because if they're calling me that, yeah, they're yeah, that then, kind of vet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we took his temperature through his asshole. And that'll be
0: $1,200. <laughs> How would you like to pay, Mom? We recommend a series of sound healing treatments and <laughs> reiki.
1: Your dog needs a teeth cleaning and a colonic.
0: Um,
1: yeah. But I, I do I, – I dabble in that.
0: I, I think that it's most maddening to me because the dog is not a child replacement. I have a dog because I like dogs. Yes. There's a g- very good chance that if I did have children, I would still have dogs because I like dogs. Because yes. <laughs> they're a different thing. Because they're a different thing. Yeah. And in- you know I am – very attentive to my dog, maybe overly so. We are maybe in a completely codependent relationship. I, like, bring her to, to dog classes. I think you're codependent. I don't know that your dog is codependent. I think your dog she is, is a n- dog. She is now. She is now, though. <laughs> COVID broke her brain. She's completely codependent now. If she's out in the yard playing with the neighbor dogs and I yeah. go inside, like, to get them water or something. And I, I know that she understands. I will be right back. I know she understands that because – I tell her that, like, when I'm leaving. So, I know that she's made that association by now. She still, like, freaks out and follows me inside for the three seconds that I'm getting her water. I broke her. She was not codependent before. She is now.
1: You want to hear something really sick?
0: Yes. Uh, Yes, I do. Please.
1: (laughs) If I come home and I need to go pee, he's so excited when I get home that, like, for that trip to the bathroom, he will sit on my lap while I pee. (laughs) like because if i because he'll just jump on like jump 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 and if i don't let him come up he will just claw the shit out of my bare thighs right so
0: it's it's the most comfortable choice really yeah i mean could you draw the boundary and not let him in the bathroom with you i guess you could but you'd hear then he's gonna scratch the paint off the door you'll hear about it later
1: (laughs) yeah look i'll just deal with the shame. <laughs> letting my dog <laughs> sit on me while my ass is out. And
0: I, I know. I, yeah, I feel like this is just a dog thing. Like, they just, you know, they want to be around you. You watch me pee. Why can't I watch you pee? Lovely little perverts.
1: So we were talking about we were talking um, women about- who have changed the world. And now we're talking about my dog yeah. sitting on my lap while I pee. You know, um,
0: they paved the way so that we could.
1: People are listening. Could- they're like, um, oh, bitch, it's not a joys <laughs> that you're <saying." laughs>
0: if you want to talk about the kasha episode the roommate episode oh yeah that was fun for me (laughs) you got to interview us about the experience of being roommates it was fun you know because we don't usually have a third person together we do we do i can't say that like having a roommate either of you are
1: alcoholics
0: it does yes (laughs) it does it does help that like our our, we're just we're self-destructive in different ways
1: yes (laughs) yes and you're like i think it helps too that you're both introverts like you're yeah. fine just like not being up in each other's
0: shit you know you said i should have sent you a wedding gift we do have an like an oddly close relationship yes. but that's a, that's gonna happen over time i if mean all
1: together how many years have you guys lived together now yeah
0: a lot like seven years or something yeah so it's, yeah it's been a long time it's been a long long time getting used to each other and i think part of it too is that we are of the age where look, we're not going to change. We know how to live with each other. But adapting to living with someone new for either of us, yeah, I think, would would be kind of difficult. I mean, yeah, I have a ton of appeal there. I moved out for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I still talk to Kasha during that time. And when she would talk about her new roommate, she didn't just have a lot of things she would <laughs> complain about because she had to get used to this new person. And she didn't necessarily like it or want to do it. She likes living with another person more than I do, but also like it, it was hard for her to adapt and I can see that. I don't I don't want to adapt. To- There's not
1: like one person I can think of in the entire world that I I yeah, I don't I don't want to roommate.
0: I you know I understand. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's been life changing to not roommate. Yes, and she's only been out a month. To she was a special flower, but she was. um
0: <laughs> but or like a special razor blade. I don't. I'm, but you know, you you grew up a lot too while you were living with her. Yeah, yeah. enough to say this I mean, is it, took and I can't. <laughs> and I, right, and I get can't the fuck out of my house. This isn't you identified like this isn't how I want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, oh, completely. And then you like took the steps to to make it happen. And you know, maybe earlier in our lives we wouldn't have had the wherewithal to think about those things yeah. like how you know how we actually want to live I think you said it before too of like I've, I've always felt and I've always felt this way too like I'm preparing for my life yeah but like no like we're we're living it we're living it yeah now. yeah so I
1: think that's a big that's been a big shift for me yeah um, with the whole uh, the whole four zero um, yeah is like uh, you clearly didn't notice but you've actually been living yeah <laughs> Yeah. Mm, a
0: while. And that is something that we've addressed a little bit on the podcast yeah. is also aging. Because mm-hmm. sure, being single is one thing, but there is also that expectation that comes with being older, that you should be, quote unquote, settled down by now. Like yeah. Being single in your 20s, I guess it's not really a big deal, right? Because you're learning about yourself, you're figuring it out, you're dating, yeah. you're having relationships. And like, some people probably think that we should have figured it out by now.
1: Yeah, there's been a a very big shift for me in that, like, the biggest sign of me (laughs) being like, oh, yeah, I'm old, is, like, the thing I want most is just, like, peace of mind, peace of life. (laughs) Like, I just
0: want peace. That's all I want. Right.
1: And, uh.
0: You want to challenge yourself. You want to mean it when you challenge yourself. You don't want to just challenge yourself on a daily basis for things that don't need to be challenging.
1: Yeah. And, The thirties were very difficult for me. It was a rough decade and I'm just like, yeah, I want to not, I mean, there's only so many things you can control, but, and a lot of that was completely out of my control, but the things that are within my control, or at least within my control to try to improve or be prepared for, those are, you know, things to take on.
0: And we've taken them on. Yes. Yes. So, we've done 14 episodes. Which episode do you think reflects who we are the best? Like, if someone had never listened to the podcast, which episode would you recommend to, like, learn about us? Hmm. Um. <laughs> Lizzie Borden. Uh, maybe. 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 <laughs> I mean, kind of, um, yeah. Like, we like the murder podcast.
1: I really liked the, the Galentine's Day episode. I was really into Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, their relationship and how they supported each other and complimented each other. It's not about having a platform and being like, women should eschew marriage and men are bad and relationships are bad and women should be single and there's no no point in marriage. It's not that at all. And I felt like that episode really highlighted like where we're coming from. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was married and had kids and that's the choice she made for her life. Didn't B. Anthony did not have those things, but they they supported each other in in what they each wanted and what yeah. their talents were. And because of that, something bigger came from that. You something know?
0: hugely important because they wrote what would eventually be the nineteenth amendment together.
1: Yeah, big deal. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
0: I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, among the many things they wrote together, but definitely, I mean, that's one that hugely impacts. You and I? Like, imagine if we still couldn't vote, what kind of hellscape would we be inhabiting? <laughs> we wouldn't even be here talking to each other.
1: Yeah. I love them. I love their story and their relationship. And that it was just, like, them, you know, like, Elizabeth Katie, Stanton being married and having kids was, like, part of her life, but it wasn't her whole life, you know? and oh, yeah. And Susie B. Anthony, her not having children and not being married was part of her life, but was not her whole life. Like, neither of those things were their identities. You know, like it was part of their identities. Yeah. I went to an all-women's college, and I remember there was someone in my honors program (laughs) that her goal was to be a stay-at-home mom. And some people were like, What the fuck is she doing here, then? You know, like, why is she, you know, getting an education? Why is she in the honor? Why is she doing the harder route, even? You know, like, why does she care about getting good grades? Why does she? Why does she? What is she doing here? You know, it's like yeah. you just want to like pop some babies out and stay home and you know, whatever take care of my aunt. Right. You don't need to and take like, on student
0: debt in yeah, order to, to you do know. So.
1: And it was just like, you no, know, she gets to do whatever she wants, and she should be able to do whatever she wants. And yeah, and also like cool, she wants to be able to like be an educated person, raising children, and right, and be you know, and that's going to help. In terms of, like, what her children are able to bring to the world and what they value and all that that kind of stuff, you know. So, it's really about, like, it's about choice. And um, so, I don't know. I really liked that episode. And then I also, I like the travel. I like the travel episode. I think.
0: I think it's just, it's something a lot of women are afraid of.
1: I think a lot of women are afraid of it. And I, you know, I won't say that I'm not because I have traveled alone and been terrified. Many of the nights that I've been traveling alone. Yeah. But the point is, what? is that like, what what are you going to do? Are you just going to be terrified and let that stop you from doing things you want to do or not? Mm-hmm. And made me think about like, okay, what's the next thing I want to do? Like, where's the next place I want to go? And yeah, that sort of thing. Because it is it is just one of those things that it's so freeing. Because when you are traveling with someone else, like. It's a distraction and I don't, and it can be great too, but it's a distraction. It it is, there's something extra that you get.
0: Well, you get more of your own experience. You get You're more present for your own experience. Yeah. Also.
1: Yeah, for sure. So what about you? Is there any different ones that you would say were, were it for you?
0: Yeah. I think the time that we reviewed the movie spinster, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, if people really want to get to know who we are, because that's kind of like the basis of our relationship. Yeah, is working in entertainment, is writing movies, is analyzing movies. I thought, like, yeah, we brought a lot of ourselves to that. It was a very thoughtful review of a movie that you didn't really like, but we, like we still dissected it. I still like *Tulsa*. And, and we could, <laughs> <laughs> and we still, you know, we showed off our skills in analyzing a script, but also just in analyzing. The spinster experience.
1: I bet if I watched it again, I would um, like it better.
0: You know what? I don't think you need to like it better. I that's think fair. that's fair. I think fair. that that is the whole point of, of putting any kind of your work out there. It's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. But that you still were able to talk about it in a like, it was everything was pretty constructive that we said about the movie and the script and the filmmaking. Yeah. Well, Thank God you
1: were here, because if it was just me, I would have been like,
0: (laughs) I hate it. I don't know why I just hated it. I think also just that we were really passionate about wanting to see something about single women, about spinsters specifically, or something that was going to be called spinster. I think that one just really reflects who we are. I had a lot of fun doing it. We talked about it a little bit, but Lizzie Borden. Yeah. We also had a a lot of fun talking about the murder in the morning. You know, I'm pretty sure I convinced you that she did it. But I don't know if you can get a conviction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only reason that I she was clearly wasn't, she wasn't. The only reason that she wasn't convicted is because a jury of white bearded men were like, well, certainly that little lady couldn't have done it. It's just misogyny. That was the only reason that they didn't convict her. Like, just Thank didn't think she got do- <laughs> misogyny, Amy. God. I mean, I guess that kind of ties into one of my other questions. Yeah. Like, what? are the biggest mistakes that we've made. In my life. And no, (laughs) about the podcast. (laughs) We don't have to dive that deep. And then also the things that we've learned about making a podcast, building an empire, women's history.
1: I mean, I think... We know this, and we have always known this, and that's we're two straight, white, cis women, and we, we need to add some t- diversity. Right, um, we need
0: more voices than just ours. And
1: maybe not just women who only date men, and for sure, um, you know, it was great that we covered some women of color in terms of, like, talking about women we admire and we think are, like, really cool spinsters to discuss, but right. bring we- in more... Yeah guest voices and I would love to do some collaborations with some other podcasts that are in the like single lady child free like all of that kind of stuff yeah Mm yeah
0: so if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast please reach out you Mm -hmm. can reach us at spinsterlifepodcast at gmail.com uh the website spinsterlife.com you can go there we have some forms to get in contact with us as well DM me on Instagram, living Mm -hmm. the spinster life. So so we're coming to the end of our episode. And most episodes, we conclude with our favorite game. Okay. So what was your most memorable answer to the question, why aren't you married? (laughs) Why are you
1: bringing up anything with the word memorable in it? (laughs) I don't
0: remember. Well, I think I can guess for you. I mean, any answer involving the Diego Rivera -Frida Frida Kahlo bridge.
1: Oh, that that would be, like, my goal in life?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Their setup is bomb.
0: Right, the bridge.
1: The like to say that. Yeah, I mean, I would be all about that. House next door. I don't, I don't, I'm like over, I don't ever live in an apartment again, but, like, <laughs> house next door or, like, he could, like, live in a tunnel underground near my house. Yeah. In the front yard.
0: A troll. So, you're going to date yeah, a literal troll. So like,
1: <laughs> a troll. Look, Amy. Trolls. What do trolls eat? Children? There's children yes. in, in, in my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't eat dogs. That's mean. Yeah, that's um, bad. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there's something there that is kind of like acknowledging, especially like being that it was, when was that?
0: 60s? 50s? When they had their bridge? I think it was probably before that.
1: Yeah. Ish. Ish. Mid- mid-century, let's call
0: it. Well, you know, this is early not- to mid-century. We're not great at history. Early to mid to late. We made century. that disclaimer in our first episode that we're not
1: Yeah, we're not I his, mean we're not historians. Like, that sounds awesome. I'm about that.
0: Yeah, all yep. about that that bridge line. All about that bridge. No, no, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> that's
1: gross. Yeah, okay. don't do that. That's gross. And I know you remember your answers.
0: You know, I think there were some very amusing ones. I know that I said I didn't want to get married because of dateline. Um, I think that's fair. That still holds up. Still holds. Every time I hear any story about a significant other partner, husband, it just, it's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, that just could have been avoided if she hadn't gotten married to that person. And there were a couple times when I got vulnerable and I said that I just wasn't ready to get married. And, you know, I think that was a huge thing for, for me to admit because I'm not good at admitting that I'm lacking in any area. But yeah. to finally go through all of this reflection and and thinking about what I actually want in life and knowing that I don't quite have the necessary tools to have a successful relationship, yeah. let alone marriage, right now. And that I have work to do.
1: But someone who doesn't live on autopilot, that's rare, you know? Intentional living. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> you mean <it's-> by- <laughs> Meaning like you, you are and you have been someone- as long as I've known you, who makes intentional choices. Whereas a lot of people, you'd look at something and think it was a choice, but it really wasn't a choice. It was just what they did. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's, it's just like a different level. Right. To be able to think about that even and not just accept everything that comes your way. And And to hold yourself back
1: from instant gratification when you're talking about something bigger than a candy bar, you know, when <laughs> right? You're like, I would be like, la- I would like to be loved and supported and have a life partner, but I'm going to not do that because I'm not ready. That experience would not be what I want it to be at this yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, there's some good things there. You should give yourself some snaps for that.
0: The nineties are back, y'all. <laughs> and we're um, snapping left and right. But yeah. We've already talked a little bit about what's next. Yes. Any other projects, people, specific people you want to talk to, specific people you want to talk about? I'm not a sports person,
1: but I would like to cover or have on as a guest a woman in in athletics. Okay. I think there's so much that goes into that. You know, you have to really dedicate yourself to your sport and- Especially, like, women who are not what we generally think about when we think about, like, women's athletics, meaning, like, Olympics and that sort of thing, but someone who is a female athlete in, you know, their later 20s or in their 30s or whatever, you know, and how relationship or not comes into play with
0: that and, you know. Yeah, that's definitely not a person that we've – a type of person that we've talked about before.
1: Yeah, I think – I'd be into that. Or maybe someone in, uh, someone more international.
0: Okay. I definitely have someone in mind for that. If you'll recall from our Child Free episode, Marie Marvan. Sounds French. She is. She is the the, the every woman author, the public speaker, the resistance fighter. Oh, okay. All right. No, I don't remember. But yeah. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) And yeah, I just want to relaunch our book club. Okay. We are going to be partnering with another podcast that I'm a part of called Love Fool and we're going to relaunch it and kind of rebrand it as more of just a like feminist reading Mm -hmm. kind of book club. Educate me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be called Required Reading and just like revisiting books that we probably should have read by now, but you know, we were too busy watching TV. So, (laughs) so we miss them. And yeah, I totally agree. We need to diversify a little bit. I would love to talk to some authors of books Mm. about single women. Some of you might be hearing from some of us. So, cool. Keep your keep your uh, eyes peeled and your inboxes open. And if you have ideas, if you have requests, we would love to hear them cuz we don't know anything. We know more now, Eva. A little bit. More. We know more now.
1: <laughs> we know a COVID year of school level
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom school. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. But I mean, I think that's also just because there is so much to learn. And yeah. we, we are we are looking forward to bringing you another exciting year of spinster-related content. Content about being a single woman and everything that goes along with that. Maybe we'll mix it up. Maybe I'll
1: be alone year and maybe you'll go and
0: date me. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Happy anniversary. Thanks for all your support over the last year. You can find us online, amazingly. We are living spinster life on Instagram. We are spinsterlife.com, our website. And you can find us on YouTube as well. The Spinster Life is the name of the channel. And if you want to read us on Medium, you can find our publication called The Spinster Life on Medium. Thank you. Bye. Bye.